Hello, welcome to episode number 34 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. Today, I'm going to talk about guilt and punishment. I'm so impressed that people today feel guilty so easily and with little things, even silly things, to the point that only the idea of saying or doing something they consider wrong is enough to block them so they don't say what they really want they don't do what they feel like doing for example the idea of eating something and getting out of their diet is enough for them to feel guilty or the idea of not working out because they are feeling lazy that day Actually, the whole thing is just in their mind because many times there is no one watching them and ready to punish them for not following their mental script, for not doing what they consider an obligation or a duty. And there is so much suffering because of this attitude. Just the idea of not doing something right. And behind that, there is the fear of being criticized by other people, not being accepted by them, of course. Even when there's no one watching them, there is the inner fear of self-punishment, of them criticizing themselves and feeling not good enough. And there's also the fear of not pleasing God. Like if God was a higher being watching every step and ready to punish them. So people today are so neurotic with what they can or cannot do. And there's really a lot of emotional, mental, psychological suffering from this behavior. And this is very serious. And that's why I'm talking about this today. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice. And I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement transform their reality consciously using their hidden inner powers. Because we have forces and intelligence in us working behind the scenes of our unconscious to attract people and situations to our life and create our reality. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. There's no other formula. Or at least I don't know any other formula. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. There is a constant fight between our soul, our higher self, and our ego, whose servant is pride. And guess who's in the middle of this battle? (laughs) Yes, you, us. And we are always opting all the time, consciously or not, for one of the two sides. 
we are always choosing, even without knowing it, who we are going to listen more. If we are listening to our soul or our ego. But actually, most of the time, people listen much more to their ego because they are not in contact with their soul, especially people who are very mental and rational. It's more difficult for them to connect to their higher self. And even if their soul tries to talk to them, they won't pay attention. That's the truth. So they are much more in contact with their ego, listening much more to their ego. That is driven by vanity and illusions. I don't know if you're aware of this, but every illusion comes inevitably with delusion. So the more you listen to your ego and the ego fits itself with illusions, the more you will eventually suffer when disappointment comes after the illusion. When you have to face reality and you realize that you were deluded, then of course you'll be disappointed and you will suffer. So about this constant fight between the soul and the ego, there is a big difference in terms of consequences between being in favor of one or the other. Apart from accelerating or delaying our evolution, we feel the immediate and intense effects of our choices. Going against the soul causes remorse, while not being in favor of pride or vanity creates guilt. This is much more damaging in the short term because after centuries of speeches based on crime and punishment, which preach punitive vengeance as compensation for mistakes, fatally the feeling of guilt is followed by the need for due punishment and why? To obtain redemption and relieve conscience. So in practice, the conflict manifests itself as follows. The individual wants to do something, feels like doing one thing. That's the soul speaking through sensations in the chest, the desire to do something. But instead, that person decides to do another thing because he thinks he won't make a good impression. This is vanity arguing. People won't like you if you do this, you won't be accepted. So that's why you shouldn't do it. So see, they are two distinct voices. One that speaks in the chest in a simple and direct way through good or bad sensations and another voice that speaks in the head through neuroses, fears, insecurities and countless arguments to justify them. And pay attention to this. Your soul never condemns you. Remorse is completely different from guilt. Remorse is your soul making you feel bad about not have done a good thing when you had the opportunity for that, like helping someone or helping yourself, doing something for your good, or wasting an opportunity to grow, to evolve, right? And guilt is always a punishing voice that criticizes you, condemns you, and puts you down, making you feel bad about yourself in terms of not being good enough and it has to do with vanity and pride. Your soul, your higher self, is the one that loves you the most unconditionally and because it's 
perfect it's a co-creator right it's your divine part your best part your soul knows that you still have a lot to learn and your soul wanted you to incarnate here in this material world to go through some experiences to learn specific lessons and evolve in your consciousness so your soul knows your limitations what you can or cannot do what you are capable of or not so it is very patient with your learning process right but your ego is completely the opposite is impatient and intolerant is authoritarian and always unsatisfied so can you see and feel the difference between the remorse coming from your soul and guilt coming from your ego they are completely different things experiences your soul wants you to learn and your ego wants you to be punished to suffer for things it consider wrong or not good enough and why is listening to the head bad in these cases not only because the head is usually full of ideas and concepts from outside which are guesses and experiences of other people mainly but because being basically driven by the ego it's driven by illusions and vanities and the ego it's good to remember is extremely pretentious it already wanted you to have a perfect performance to be a model an example to other people without considering that to have a perfect performance it requires knowledge practice and time right someone already said that practice leads to perfection so to achieve perfection it's necessary knowledge practice and time of course but your ego is so impatient that he wanted you to have all of this already you know to be perfect to do everything right all the time and that is why if you don't perform well with its demands your ego demands which are quite high it destroys you putting you down and making you feel guilty for not having acted differently and better it's always demanding you a better result it's always making you feel guilty for not being good enough so my dear listener know that every feeling of guilt comes from a claim to the vain ego not the common sense of the soul because all the senses come from the soul the sense of justice the sense of truth and the common sense comes from the soul also the soul is reasonable and recognize the conditions and limits of your inner reality what you are capable of or not what you can do what you have to offer or not The ego on the other hand is intolerant and authoritarian doesn't admit flaws and imperfections and if you accept its talk if you listen to your ego the result is a constant dissatisfaction with yourself in addition to a negative self image low self esteem and feeling of constant frustration incapacity and impotence 
So you can already imagine what happens to your energy staying in this vibration for a long time, right? You get negative without realizing it in the illusion that you are doing something good because you want to do better. So in the first moment, you can be so deluded that you think that that demanding voice in your head has good intentions to help you improve and be a better person, do better things. But in fact, that voice is putting you down because it's always critical and unsatisfied. So it's very important to learn to know your limits, accept and respect them, meaning what you can do and how far you can go. It doesn't mean that you should settle. Of course not. It's just a matter of being realistic, being sensible and condescending to yourself. Aware that you can improve, of course, through effort. It's like saying to yourself, yeah, I still can't do any better, but I will strive for this with patience with me and not on the basis of mental terrorism, threat and punishment. Because that rigid, intolerant voice of your ego inside your head is always doing mental terrorism, you know, always stressing you and making you afraid of a punishment. And why is that inner voice in your head so strong, so present? Because you have given a lot of importance to it because you are not aware of another reality. And here I am <laughs> trying to shed some light to your consciousness, clarifying this and hoping you will pay attention and at least stop to think and consider that maybe I'm telling something important here to really help you. And the more importance that you give to someone, the more their words will have an impact on you, right? So it's the same with your ego because you are so used to pay attention to it because you are not connected to your soul. You don't pay attention to your intuition. So your ego is really the one in charge of your head and making decisions. Probably most of your decisions are made by your ego or the fear of punishment from that critical voice inside of you. So in practice, maybe your will is not so free as you like to think. For example, would you fight with a child because he's still not able to solve advanced algebra equations or not being able to run a marathon? Of course not! And why? Simply because you recognize his intellectual and physical limitations. That's why, right? However, what do you do with yourself that makes you feel guilty? You demand a performance out of reach of your current conditions. Or else, to avoid condemnation of guilt, you force yourself to do what you don't feel like doing. So, see how guilt controls you. Because either you do what you don't want based on the fear of punishment that can be very subtle in terms of what other people may think and say if they won't approve you or won't like you or you don't do what you want what you feel like doing for the same reasons another example someone invites you to a party and when the time comes you don't feel the slightest desire to go and that can happen, right? You even wanted to go before, you waited for the party, but then you felt like not going anymore. 
So here you have a decision to make. You can go to the party or not. But remember, your soul talks to you through sensations in your chest and, and uses your intuition for that also. You felt like not going to the party anymore, right? So if you don't go, your head may torture you with guilt. Saying things like the person who invited you will be hurt if you don't show up. People are expecting you at the party and you have to find a good excuse for not going. If you are very sincere and very honest to people and they are used to you behaving like this, being very open and sincere, you won't have to lie. You can just say, oh, well, I, I just felt like not going anymore. But if like many people out there, you are always concerned about your image, how people see you, you are always afraid of what they can think and say, of not being accepted by them. You don't stand for your truth. You will probably give an excuse, meaning a lie, to explain why you didn't go to the party. And you know what? We know when people are lying. You know this because deep inside you can feel they are lying. So other people are not so stupid. They will know you will be lying with whatever excuse you give to them for not going to the party. And if they get hurt or angry at you, that's their problem. You cannot control what goes on in other people's mind, what they think and how they feel. This is out of your control. And if they don't accept you and decide to block you or even not talk to you anymore, well, honestly, they would be doing you a favor, a big favor, because who wants to have that kind of relationship that you cannot be yourself, you cannot be sincere because other people are so emotionally mature that they cannot cope with frustration. They don't accept a no, right? It's better to be alone than having to be always careful with the words when talking to people like that. So back to the example of the party. You felt like not going anymore because, uh, you know, an inner voice inside of you told you, don't, just don't go to the party. If you listen to that voice, if you don't go and your ego is very present in your mind, your head may torture you with guilt. And if you go, you may find that the party was not so good and feel regret. So, moral of the story. You either side with your intuition, which never misses, or you side with your head and pay the price, be it guilt or regret. And to be very honest, I don't like the word guilt because of the implicit negative emotional weight it carries. To say that someone is guilty is to assume that he deserves punishment, a punishment for having done something wrong or condemnable, as a criminal found guilty by a court and having to serve a sentence. Well, so the word guilt fits in this kind of situation. 
right? Someone who committed a crime. However, in common and less serious situations, I prefer the term responsibility. Telling someone that he's responsible for something that didn't work makes him assume a more mature attitude about it without fear of retaliation, for example. So if you accuse someone of uh, being guilty of doing something that you didn't like, for example, what's the reaction they will likely have? They will have fear of you trying to punish them right? But if you have a different approach in dealing with this situation, if you talk about responsibility instead of guilt, the other person won't have that same fear. It will be a more mature talk and it will be a totally different conversation, like not demanding the other person anything but to take responsibility for their act. And if you feel responsible for something and not guilty, it's easier to not only apologize without feeling ashamed or without having the pride hurt. It's easier to access humility in that person so they will assume their mistake and will try to fix whatever went wrong and preferably will try to do better next time to improve And that's much more positive and constructive than making the other person feeling guilty and expecting a punishment for that, right? Because if you make someone feel guilty and with fear of retaliation, that can be very toxic to any kind of relationship. And of course, it affects the confidence between the people involved, right? However, there has been a collective brainwashing for centuries of religious origin, of course, which preaches guilt and relates it to punishment. It's one of the internalized external voices that we acquire without resistance and consider normal. After all, the world in general accepts it as true and valid. Only if you have this concept of guilt and punishment recorded in the software of your subconscious, then every time you feel guilty for something you have done or failed to do, remember the ego's claim to be perfect, you will automatically trigger the punishment mechanism to compensate for guilt. The most common is a neurotic voice inside the head demanding, criticizing and condemning, that is, making hell, inferiorizing and even bullying. So, see, if you believe in guilt, you automatically believe in punishment to compensate the guilt. The feeling of having done something wrong, of having hurt someone, made a mistake or whatever, you will feel it's necessary, a punishment to compensate. And as I always say, your reality is constantly, all the time, being created by the forces and intelligence in your unconscious and the beliefs and ideas you program your software with. So there's this software running in your unconscious to create your reality. So see how important this subject is. If you believe in guilt, you expect a punishment to compensate that feeling. 
described to alleviate that feeling of guilt. So it will be natural, automatic to your unconscious to produce a situation to punish you. And of course, a punishment causes suffering. So can you see how this dynamic can affect your reality? If you have this critical, very severe voice of your ego in your head, you can experience a good situation happening in your life. And on the other hand, you can have in a sequence another negative situation to punish you from maybe a small guilt, like lying to your friend. Oh, I shouldn't have lied to that person. But you felt guilty somehow for a small thing and then your unconscious software will create a situation for you to to be punished and without you having no idea why bad things unfortunate things happen in your life on the other hand if you blame someone for something there will immediately come a desire that the other person will pay for it be punished to make up for their mistake This triggers a relentless, uncompromising, and even cruel inner sense of justice. Not to say vindictive. Basically, this guilt-punishment dynamic is quite dramatic and radical and causes a lot of unnecessary suffering, in my view. And really, you know, this concept of guilt and punishment can arise the bad side of us. Because if you blame someone for something that was not what you were expecting, if someone disappointed you or did wrong, treated you wrong, whatever, if you blame them for something bad that happened to you or a bad feeling that you have, as I said, this will trigger your inner sense of justice, claiming for them to be punished to compensate their mistake. Let's put it like this. But in fact, deep inside, what you want is actually vengeance. Your ego, who is responsible for the guilt punishment dynamic, your ego wants that person to suffer maybe even more than you suffered with their action. So this is really about vengeance, not justice. Tolerance, common sense, impartiality. Serenity and emotional maturity make a lot of difference in dealing with day-to-day issues, especially when dealing with yourself and others. So, my dear listener, my message today is try to avoid feeling guilty and blaming others. I know that reprogramming the software in your unconscious takes time, requires attention, discipline, willpower, and patience. But believe me, it's very worthwhile. Just take responsibility for your actions, omissions, and decisions as an adult, conscious, and mature human being. Because after all, you are no longer a child who needs to be grounded when you do something that an adult disapproves of, right? So there's no need to feel guilty and being afraid of someone more powerful and bigger than you punishing you. 
if you still feel like that, being afraid of someone punishing you for something that was not convenient to them, that didn't fulfill that expectation, well, if you feel that afraid inside of you when dealing with someone, well, maybe you still have a scared child inside of you, very insecure, probably very needy, emotionally needy, always wanting other people's approval and affection. Then I suggest you to do some therapy to treat, not treat that inner child, no, to get rid of it. Because it's just a reflection of many situations you went through before in your past when you were really a child having to deal with a very demanding and authoritarian parent, maybe. So, as I just said, try to avoid feeling guilty and blaming others. Just take responsibility for the actions, being aware that you do the best you can considering your level of consciousness, your skills, your maturity, what you are really capable of doing, able to do and be tolerant with yourself. And if it's the case, demand from the other only that they also take responsibility for their actions without mental and emotional terrorism. Please don't be that person that does emotional blackmail, blaming others like a child, actually. Oh, why you didn't do this? You are so selfish. You should have more consideration for me because I do so many things for you. Always demanding attention and attitudes, acts, behaviors that the other person doesn't want to give you in return. Maybe you are so so annoying that they don't feel like giving you their best. Eh, probably. Or maybe they just can't fulfill your expectations. Needy people, emotionally immature people, tend to do what I call emotional and mental terrorism. So please don't be that person. And do not want to play the role of judge executioner vigilante. You know, that person that judges, condemns, executes the sentence, very rigid sentence, and plays the vigilante, doing justice with their own hands. Because that behavior, playing that role, makes you intolerant, inflexible, ignorant, unpleasant, and extremely annoying. And what happens to people like that? they end up rejected and alone. People that intolerant, that inflexible and unpleasant, they are considered unbearable by other people. And if the others have to deal with them somehow at home or at work, they will do that because they feel obligated or because they feel guilty. But it's not because they like to live with that person. They like to be with them. Unbearable people are not like it. It's very hard to like someone like that, right? So what happens to unbearable people? They end up rejected and alone because no one is obligated to like anyone, right? And at some point, we all try to get rid of that kind of person. Another important thing to be said in this episode 
it's not God or life with a big L, as I like to define a higher force. It's not God or life that punishes. This is a distorted and mistaken view of the law of karma. And actually, the original meaning of the word karma is action, just action. There's nothing to do with action and reaction. But because it was convenient for some religions to find a way to control the masses, the idea of guilt was very helpful. So that's how everything, this idea of punishment started. If you don't behave according to the rules of our religion, then God won't like you <laughs> and you will be in sin and you will be punished. Even without considering religious environment or religious manual of behavior, <laughs> We have this very rooted in our society when uh, we are a child and we see adults, especially parents, uh, saying things like, if you don't behave, God won't like you. If you don't behave, you won't get a gift, a present. You won't have a party for your birthday. If you fail in school, you won't travel for vacation. Always that mechanism of punishment for not doing what other people expect from you, for not behaving the way they want you to behave, for not being convenient to them. So see how this idea of guilt and punishment is very deep-rooted and very present in our unconscious, dictating our behavior and not only what we do in our external life, but how we behave inside of us, controlling our thoughts, our feelings. You cannot feel this way. You cannot think this. You cannot talk like that. You cannot eat that thing because you will ruin your diet. You cannot skip your daily workout. See, we have been controlled by this neurotic voice in our head that came from outside, from other people, from society, from religion, from whatever. It's so important to pay attention to who is really in charge of your life, who is really making the decisions in your life. Is it you really with your free will or is it that voice always making you feel afraid of something, of any kind of punishment or just the feeling of guilt? Because there's no higher being in the universe watching every step you take and taking notes to punish you for any little thing considered wrong. There's no such thing. So as I said, it's not God or life that punishes. It's the person's conscience, remorse of the soul or guilt of the ego that asks for compensation to repair what it considers a bad thing done. But your soul will never want to make you suffer through any kind of punishment. Your soul may make you feel remorse. It's much more a repentance for having wasted an opportunity to do something good for yourself or for other people. Like wasting your incarnation to work with pleasing other people and 
feeding your ego with vanity and silly things and not working on your self-improvement. So your soul can ask for a compensation, but never trying to punish you. Your ego is the one that will ask for repair through torture or psychological, mental, emotional torture or a punishment with the idea that you are wrong, that you are not good enough. Your ego is the one that puts you down, not your soul. One thing is what great souls like Jesus and Buddha, for example, taught. Another thing is the distorted interpretation of the teachings left by them, made by the founders of a religion and their followers. It's a reflection of human limitation, often driven by social, political and economic conveniences. So, see, those who believe in guilt and punishment can only redeem themselves through pain and suffering, which are forms of violence. So, when they think they have committed a sin and torment themselves with it, they naturally end up inflicting a punishment to the height, whether consciously or unconsciously. And in the end, they will attract the punishment because it's recorded in their software, it's programmed in their software that guilt is followed by punishment as a compensation. So if you think you are guilty, you will automatically activate that mechanism in your unconscious to create a punishing situation that will make you suffer. And of course, that punishment has to do proportional or even bigger than the guilt you are feeling. The more you blame yourself, the bigger, the stronger the punishment you unconsciously need to relieve your guilt. So it's basically two sufferings, right? Feeling guilty and being punished. <laughs> it's two pains, different pains, but you will feel both of them unnecessarily. That's my point here. You can stop this unconscious mechanism in yourself. There's no need for you to suffer a punishment because you felt guilty, right? So for those who believe in guilt and punishment, if they thought differently, they would balance evil with good without suffering, or better yet, they would not even need to forgive themselves for understanding that they did what they knew and had conditions at the time, accepting their own limitations with humility. So, see, everything in life is a matter of, of point of view, and changing the point of view makes the whole difference in dealing with yourself, with others, and life. And it's always possible to change the belief or point of view at any time if you want to. It's your choice to stop to think about the subject of my podcast, Guilt and Punishment. It's your choice to really go inside and pay attention how you program your software, your beliefs, the importance that you gave to those concepts and ideas that you accepted from the world, from other people, society or religion, it doesn't matter. And really pay attention how they are affecting your reality in terms of causing you really unnecessary sufferings. 
you can change everything. It's up to you. It's your choice. My role here is to shed some light to your consciousness. And I hope that I'm somehow helping you to be more aware, to improve your level of consciousness. And if you have any comment or suggestion or question, you can reach me on my Instagram, which is at GracieHo, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O. Or you can go to my website, GracieHo.com, send me an email through there, see more about my work, the kind of sessions that I give, single sessions. Also, you can know more about my work with sabotaging subpersonalities, so retrieval. And you can also, on my website, book a free enlightenment call with me. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Stay well, and we'll talk again in the next episode.